Now, our first Bible reading tonight is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, 6 and 7, and our sister Ruth Garrett's going to come and read the scriptures. Thank you, Ruth. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 and 6 and 7. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be as such as was in her and the land of Naphtali, and afterwards did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you, Ruth. Now we have another scripture reading. Miss Hannah Jackson's going to come and read to us from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And immediately after this reading, then the young people, those that were out caroling on Friday night, uh, they're going to come and uh, they're going to sing two pieces to us. Thank you, Hannah. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But a while, while he thought of these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. I knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus.
We do want to thank some of the young people for getting up. There's two or three missing from that. Okay, I'm not mentioning any names. They were out caroling um, on Friday night, and of course they had me with them. I just want to give you a wee story. I was in Down Cathedral on Monday night, and uh, the Down High School was having their school concert. Traditional carol service, like we're singing now, scripture reading, and it was very, very good. It lasted about an hour and ten minutes, and the minute the meeting was over, this wee fellow was in front of me, and he turned around, and this is what he said. The ladies were there, they heard it. You're a great singer. <laughs> Do you know something? If he'd have given me a million pound, I couldn't have been any happier. He was actually talking about Robert Garrett. <laughs> but I didn't, I thought it was very good. Now, I did join the choir, and I thought, no, I'll not come down, and I was told I had to sing low. Uh, Gabby didn't get up. Ivy, you should have been up here. We'd have loved to have heard you singing, a beautiful soprano singer. That was very, very well done, young people. Thank you. The Lord richly bless you. Now, Sarah Jane's going to come and read to us from the scriptures at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Thank you, Sarah Jane. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed. This tax, taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one onto his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea onto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. We're going to have another uh, young couple to sing. Um, father and son, uh, Lawrence and David. Is that right? Okay. Sorry? Oh, grandfather as well. Sorry. I, I thought I... Okay, right, okay, going to try. Right. Grandfather and father and son. Isn't that great? Three generations. They're going to sing. That's lovely. Thank you. If you're here this morning, you probably heard Mr. McLaughlin saying that uh, the young people were taking part, and indeed some of them maybe weren't so young. So I can only assume that he was maybe hinting about me. However, <laughs> and as we always uh, think that Christmas always comes a week earlier, and we could do with uh, a wee bit more preparation and getting ready. I think that is what has happened. We could have done another week of this year <laughs> to get it ready, but we'll have a go anyway. I'm not sure if I can see it better with my glasses or without my glasses, <clears throat> but we'll have a go. <clears throat> Long lay the world. 
I could sing like that. You think that too, Brother Hard, don't you? Amen. Brother David Irvine is going to come and read the scriptures. His father's had to work tonight, so he's reading in his place. Thank you, David. In the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 20, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swallowing clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them considering this child. And they and all they that heard is wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Thank you very much, David, for that reading. We're going to have another Bible reading now, and Mark Strong is going to come and read to her from the Scriptures. Okay, we're, we're going to read from Matthew 2, and that's uh, from verse 1 to 11. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, 
They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Amen. Amen. Just want to read a couple of readings and then do a few announcements, a little prayer, and then I'll share a little thought with you. In Luke chapter 1 we read, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which will be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And in John chapter 1 we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord bless these further scripture readings to our hearts this evening. Lord, we thank you for these old hymns whereby we've been praising and worshipping thee. We thank you, Lord, for all the scripture readings. We're glad, Lord, we've been pointed to Christ. We thank thee for the birth of our wonderful and lovely Savior, the Lord Jesus. And we pray that we'll fix our mind in him. And Lord, we'll go out of this church saying tonight, even after the supper, he is altogether lovely. Lord, it's great to come to church and have fellowship with each other. But if that's all we had and we never met with Christ, we'd be missing a whole lot. And we want to see him by faith. And we want to, as it were, fall in love with him all over again. And as we've been singing, oh, come, let us adore him. And we pray that we'll adore the Christ child even more so in our hearts. And for those of us who are saved, we'll experience that. And for any who are not saved, they'll come to that knowledge and understanding. And Lord, that their attitude will be that they love Christ because he first loved them and gave himself for them. Lord, just bless us now. Shut us in with thee. Use thy word for thy glory. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Now, my text tonight is taken from the book of Hosea, chapter 14, the latter part of verse 8, and it reads, I am like a green fir tree, from me is thy fruit found. And my theme tonight is gospel lessons 
from the Christmas tree. Listen to the text. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Hosea 14, verse 8. Now, it's interesting that there's 287 references in the Bible to the word tree. The first reference is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Genesis 2 and 9 also says, and out of the ground... God made, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, good for food, and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the last reference to the word tree in the Bible is Revelation 22 and 14. It says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, and they that have the right to the tree of life, and they enter in through the gates into the city. So think of this. 287 references to the word tree or trees in the Bible, starting in Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Now, one of those types or kinds of trees that God made that's mentioned in the Bible is the fir tree. There's 32 references to the fir tree in the Bible. And here's God saying, I am like a green fir tree from me is thy fruit found. And isn't the fir tree tonight forever associated with the Christmas period? You, you think of those, especially in Canada and America and other parts of the world, who go out to buy a Christmas tree. They go to a forest place. They purchase a green fir tree. They bring it into their homes and they decorate it. And of course, they enjoy the fir tree season. Nowadays, in most of our homes, we have artificial trees. Now here's Hosea, and he's telling us something about Ephraim. Ephraim is saying, what have I to do anymore with idols? You see, Ephraim now has become a changed man. He's been redeemed. He's been restored to a right relationship with the Lord. And, and God replies, I have heard him saying this, what have I to do anymore with idols? And observed him. And then God is saying what he is like in relation to Ephraim. He is saying to Ephraim, I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Now that got me thinking about the green fir tree. That got me thinking about the Christmas tree, because we could take out the, 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 the word fir and F-I-R, and we could put in Christmas. I am like a green Christmas tree. See, think tonight of the Christmas tree in your home. You think about the Christmas tree being cut down and being brought in and decorated with gifts under it. Of course, you're, you're not worshipping it. It, it. It's there tonight as an object lesson. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of the origination of the Christmas tree. Let's think of this. Who discovered it? What's the origin of bringing Christmas trees into our home? Who was the first person to bring a green fir tree into their house and decorate it? So, so who started the tradition? Could I tell you the answer tonight? Martin Luther. The great Protestant reformer. In Germany, he, remember, was a former Roman Catholic priest in the early 1500s. 
And one Christmas Eve after he was converted, he was returning home through uh, the forest from some particular meeting. And um, remember, he's got peace with God in his heart. He's, he's justified freely from all his sins. And he's coming through the forest outside Wittenberg. And he's seen a, a fir tree, young people, and it had snow on it. And the frost had hardened the snow. And the moon was shining. And it was glistening. Here's Martin Luther thinking, do you know the children would love to see that? Of course, there was no pictures there was no camera to take a picture. So, so what he did was, he cut it down. And he brought it into his house. This is true. Look up Google Encyclopedia. And he put candles on it. Remember, there's no electric in those days. Couldn't use electric lights, for there was none. And he put a few other trinkets on it. And Martin Luther's family gathered around that Christmas tree that Christmas Eve. And you know what they did? They sang the carols in German. They read from the Bible, prayer was offered, and they gave thanks to God, and they praised the Lord, and they remembered that it's written in the scriptures, I am like a green fir tree, from me is thy fruit found. You see, the tree reminded them of their maker and creator. The tree reminded them of one who provides for them, one who's the very source of life itself. Think of that tree growing in the forest. And, and then uh, that, that tree then is cut down and brought into the house. And let's remember that God is our creator and maker tonight. Let's remember that in him we move and live in a being. We're dependent on him. It's him that gives us the breath to breathe. It, remember, we're accountable to him. We, we read there tonight in the scriptures in John chapter 1 and in the verse 3. It says all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. That included the trees. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. You see, the practice of the Christmas tree being brought into the home started with Martin Luther in Germany 500 years ago, and many followed Martin Luther. Did you ever hear of Queen Victoria? She loved the Lord. She was a good queen. She had a godly influence for God in the whole of the British Empire. She was married to a man called Prince Albert. He came from Germany. He knew of this practice. And he then put up a green fir tree in Buckingham Palace in Windsor Castle. And there's a diary record of Prince Albert putting up the Christmas tree. And that's how it became popularized in the United Kingdom. The, 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 the people of God and uh, others, then they followed this tradition and it became very popularized in the United Kingdom. And I know that there's some tonight will want to tell us it's pagan. And, and sadly, some Christians think of that. And they, they hold genuinely to that conviction. Uh, this was, of course, popularized by a man called Oliver Cromwell. Oliver Cromwell, while he was a good godly man in many respects, the only commoner to rule the United Kingdom, he reigned between the reigns of Charles I and Charles II. While he was a good man, had a great influence. And from him, remember, we get our parliamentary democracy. And we, we thank God for that to this day. But you know, in his day, you know, you know what he did, Oliver Crumman? I don't, I don't know why. He banned Christmas. He wouldn't allow the people to celebrate Christmas. And it was a decree in law. And you could be fined for celebrating Christmas. Now imagine that. No Christmas. No Christmas tree. No Christmas dinner. No turkey, Graham. No goose. No gifts. No carol singing. No young people taking part in the house of God on the Sunday before Christmas. Sure, it was dull and dreary. Is there any wonder the people didn't like it? But it was outlawed. Why? Because it was deemed sacrilegious. 
I wonder if Oliver Cromwell ever read in the Bible God saying, I'm like a green fir tree. And for those who say it's pagan, then we have to point them. But God saying he's like a green fir tree. Oliver Cromwell, whenever he was painted his portrait, told the person who was doing the portrait to paint them, warts and all. And it's hanging to this day in the portrait gallery in London. And of course we remember him as he is and was, but remember he was only a man. And the best of men are prone to error. There's a book called The Two Babylons, popularized by a man called Heslip. And um, he was, again, just a fallible man, prone to error, many good things that uh, Heslop wrote in his two book, but I, I wouldn't agree with all. And I believe he is partly responsible for, for the teaching that the Christmas tree and the Christmas celebration is really pagan in origin. But I want you to think tonight, when you look at your Christmas tree in the house, the origination of the Christmas tree, when did it start? Why do I do this tradition? Well, it all started with Martin Luther taking a green fir tree covered with snow, bringing it in, putting candles on it and putting trinkets on it and having a service around the tree, remembering the words, I am like a green fir tree. That's the origination of the um, fir tree. I want you to think secondly and very quickly of the ornamentation of the Christmas tree. You see, we're told in our text, I am like a green fir tree. You see, it's a green fir tree. The color's identified. In other words, it's evergreen. The Christmas tree was never a deciduous tree. A deciduous tree, boys and girls and young people, is a tree where the leaves fall off like a, like a chestnut tree. But nobody was bringing a chestnut tree into their house at any time of the year. Why? Because the leaves would fall off. The tree changes. But the Christmas tree remains the same. A green fir tree. Do you see that? It's an evergreen. It never changes. It's the same all the year round. And remember, what does God say about himself? I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. His love doesn't change. His love is eternal. Of course, his truth and justice and holiness never changes either because he is from everlasting to everlasting God. Doesn't it remind us of the Lord Jesus? Remember what we read of him in um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Can you think of one who never changes? Isn't that great to know that? On the journey of life, we know that nothing remains the same. We know that in the journey of life, we all fade as a leaf. We know that we're weak and prone to error. We're not strong. We give in to temptation. There's change and decay in all around. We see we become fail. We know that one day we're going to die. We know that one day we're not here forever. But, 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 but the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he is the truly godly man in Psalm 1. The Bible says his leaf doesn't wither because he's not like us, because he is unchangeable. He is God incarnate. He's the eternal one. The green reminds us that it's evergreen. Could I tell you something else about this ornamentation of this tree? The tree is cut down. 
The Bible speaks of Christ in Isaiah 53, verse 8, that he was cut off out of the land of the living. I think of Martin Luther and his choice of a tree. I'll have this one. Now, he didn't pull it up by the roots. No, he had to have an axe or a saw. And in order to be able to bring it home, it had to be cut down. And one year, uh, Rosemary and I were in New York and we were visiting the Rockefeller Center and I discovered that sometime in the month of November that they put up a gigantic tree there at the Rockefeller Center that comes from Philadelphia. It takes a long lorry to bring it there and it's there for the Christmas period. The tree needed to be cut down with the axe or the chainsaw. The Bible tells us of Christ. In Daniel 9 and 26, that he was cut off from the land of the living. That's a great prophetic passage. He was cut off. What does that mean? It's a reference to his death. It's a reference to the fact that he died in a tree. Can you picture Christ tonight? Not just at the manger, but picture him in the tree with his hands and nails and feet nailed there. The crown of thorns adorning his brow. There on the tree bearing the guilt and punishment of our sin. He, he died that we might be forgiven. He died to make us good. He died that we could go at last to heaven, saved by his precious blood. He died to give us life. I, I'm sure it was painful. Certainly painful for a little tree to be cut down. Here's the Lord Jesus cut off out of the land of the living, dying not for his own sins, dying in the tree for our guilt and punishment. Redeemed because of our iniquity. Could I tell you something else about the ornamentation of the tree? The tree had to be brought in. Martin Luther, when he felled it that day on Christmas Eve in the forest floor, he didn't just let it lie there. He said, I'll bring the children out to have a look at it. No, no, he had to, he had to pull the tree into the house. It was cut down so that it could be brought in. Doesn't the Lord Jesus say tonight, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me. See, the Lord Jesus wants to be brought in. We, we read tonight also in John's Gospel in chapter 1 there, But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, the Bible also tells us he came unto his own and his own. Received him not. There was many didn't receive him. But he must be brought in. And of course, the tree that Martin Luther brought in, he, he decorated it. It was bearing gifts. The tinsel, the bubbles, the star, the lights in our day. He had just candles and other little trinkets. And it looked lovely as the children gathered around it. Martin Luther said so himself in his writings. It gave off a pure white glow in the frosty snow with the candlelight. Beautiful. And I was thinking of Christ. Isn't Christ altogether lovely? All his words, all his ways, all his works. It, doesn't it tell us whenever he was born that he was wrapped in swaddling clothes? You see, he's altogether absolutely pure. And we only love him tonight because he first loved us. And, and he loved us so much. And remember one of the things that he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. 
And isn't it Christmas time all about giving rather than about receiving? It's reminding ourselves that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And one other thing tonight, not just the origination of the Christmas tree and the ornamentation of the Christmas tree, but I want you to think of the orientation of the Christmas tree. What does it look like when you look at it? Doesn't the point always point upwards, young people? There's a point of the fir tree going up to heaven. See, where did Christ come from? He come from heaven. Where did Christ return to? He returned to heaven. And it's interesting that there's the trees in the Bible, three of the most important. One is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the tree that God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat from. Remember, they disobeyed and they fell in sin and us and them. And and, uh, sin and guilt was imputed not only to them, but to us in Adam in particular. And we all became sinners. When Adam fell in sin, we also fell in sin. That's why we're born into the world sinners. And, 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 and you think tonight of, 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 well, how do sinners get to heaven? How can they have a right relationship with God? Well, remember the Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And we've got to obey his instruction. Think of the, the orientation of the Christmas tree. It points us upwards. Think of Christ in the center tree. Do you know tonight many sadly in this world are caught up with this world's goods they think about money they think about health their job their employment etc and many have left the lord out and isn't he the greatest gift of all the gift of eternal life a gift that will last forever your christmas gifts won't last forever but there's no end to the lord's gift the bible tells us that wise men sought jesus and they still do i finish How many windows were in the ark? There was only one. In all the flood and the storm of that day, Noah and his family could only look up. They couldn't look out. And can we, through the Christmas tree that points upwards, not look up? And with all difficulties and struggles and problems in life's journey, and what do we do? Well, the star of Bethlehem guided them to the place where the Christ child was. And we must look to him. Keep looking up, as it were, to heaven. And from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, where we fell in sin in Adam, come to the center tree and think of Christ there, looking up to heaven and saying, it is finished. And then think about the tree in the paradise of God, the tree of life, and think, how can I get there? You can only get there by looking up to heaven to Christ. And calling out to him, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, remember me. Every prayer in the Bible he hears, whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. May the Lord bless you tonight. May you have a lovely Christmas time. And may you think about the gospel lessons from the Christmas tree.